despite the t-shirt, I'm not actually in California, though it is hotter than California today. It's hot. Uh, this video is an interview with a London rapper called Alex Dutty. I first met Alex on Facebook a few years ago and I witnessed a campaign of abuse and bullying against him by various members of the hip-hop community and their fans. So I watched and I listened and I spoke to people involved and I tried to find out why this guy was the target of so much abuse and hatred. I hate bullies and what I saw was a working class man standing alone being attacked by a bunch of mostly privileged middle class bullies including successful uh, music performers. It was the kind of thing we see too much of these days. When the mob smells blood, the mob attacks. So why were they attacking him? It apparently came down to the fact that Alex had produced an anti-racism track and video called Proud to be White. And although the title is clearly provocative, the video itself has a clear anti-racism message. In fact, I think the video is a beautiful shout out against racism and in favor of racial equality. So again, why were they attacking him? That's hard to explain other than the fact that woke mobs love accusing people of racism and then tearing them to shreds. Alex mentions a couple of music industry people who were instrumental in uh, attacking him. One was a music journalist called Laura Brosnan and is known on social media as Hyperfrank. The other was a rapper called Nova Flip. What's interesting is that both of these people are white and this appears to be an example of that very modern phenomenon, the woke white saviour in which people signal how very anti-racist they are by turning on other white people and accusing them of racism for applause uh, from, the, from the crowd. But none of this was right. The tune and the video are clearly not racist. Alex himself was politically naive and didn't really understand the mess he'd stepped into, as he explains in the interview. And so he couldn't effectively defend himself. He was chased out as a performer because a bunch of influential bullies decided to turn on him for no good reason. So the outcome of all this was that a white working class man was cancelled, his career torn to pieces, because he created an anti-racism video. I've reached out to both Hyperfrank and Nova Flip to ask for their side of the story. I'll update if I hear back from either of them. Um, so please don't forget to subscribe to this channel and hit like and share if you enjoyed the video. Could you start introducing yourself and explain like who you are um, and, and what you do? Uh, my name is Alex Dutty. Um, I'm a recording artist from London. Um, uh, that's, that's, basically, that's basically what it is, that's what I do. Cool. I'm a musician, uh, yeah. rapper, singer. I, 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 I encountered you um, a few years ago, I'll, I'll come in, into that and yeah, um, I found your music um, very compelling and, and stuff. Um, but you. your music, um, you're a hip hop artist, you're in the hip hop scene. Yeah. Um, and I found your music is, is very real. It's very much about experience and, and about, um, about life experience, about poverty and inequality um, and that kind of stuff. Could you explain like where did you grow up and what was your life experience like growing up? I uh, started in South East. Um, I was all around there for pretty much the first half of my life. I'd say the first 15 years, 16. Which, uh, which kind of bits of South East? Oh, fucking everywhere. Brixton, Peckham, uh, South Norwood, Gypsy Hill, Penge, uh, <clears throat> Annerley, uh, Catford. Pretty much the whole loop. Yeah, pretty much. 
pretty much yeah um and i moved to i did a, I did a little time in behind bars for a little while and then um uh, i moved to east london i was there for about 10 years and then i moved to northwest london and i'm giving away my age now i've been there a few years um and now and now i'm in another part of london <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, you've done, I've done the reverse trip. I grew up in Northwest London and I'm in Southeast now. So um, we've somehow crossed each other over. Yeah, you say you're giving away your age. I don't know exactly how old you are, but roughly because you're, you grew up in the hip hop scene and that kind of thing, then you kind of, you hit your teens in the 90s sometime. I wish. (laughs) Yeah, I grew up in the 90s. Yeah, I did grow up in the 90s. I wasn't born in the 90s, sadly, but yeah. Yeah. I grew up in the 90s. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was South London was a different place then. Yeah, um, safe um, uh, your your experience kind of chimed with mine. I'm obviously from a, an earlier generation, but I grew up. Um, I, I was at a school. It was like I think there were four white kids in in my class, and um, at that time it wasn't hip hop. It was reggae and dub and dancehall and that kind of thing. And so yeah. I guess your hip hop experiences like my, my reggae and dub experience. And it seems we've had parallel um, lives in some ways. We've had similar experiences by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for most people growing up in, in, in the city, London, it's a very multi, multicultural place. So it's quite a, that's quite a nor- normality for, for pretty much anyone living within the in, in, inner city part of London. I would imagine, especially in the last 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, and can you explain the UK hip hop scene? Like that, that's obviously your, been your passion. And what brought you to hip hop um, and why hip hop? And, and um, can you explain how the UK hip hop scene works? Oh, I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I knew, mate. It changes day to day, week to week, month to month. But I mean, it's gone through many different. Um, phases you know it's had uh, the backpack phase I'd say that, that probably how it started out but it hit my earliest memory of hip-hop like UK hip-hop anyway it was very yeah. kind of bebop it, it wasn't quite the same as American hip-hop at the time so I gravitated more to American hip-hop because it was more cultured so I say more organically cultured you know um Although there were some good artists that started to come through, like Sway. Um, I think he's one of my earlier, earlier artists from the UK that I, I really did fuck with. Like there was some good lines in his first album. And, and yeah, he was from Northwest as well, I think, or somewhere. Uh, he's, from, like, he's from London, so it, it, was, it, it didn't feel like it was these white guys from like the countryside who had equipment, the only ones that could mm. afford equipment, who were making the music at the time. It felt different. It felt like this is organically, this is the reason I liked American hip hop, you know, it, it was culturally organic. Yeah. And I don't, we had that think, until, until artists like Sway come through, Kashnikov, and then it started to change a little bit. And yeah. There was a yeah. feeling in early um, I, I, UK hip hop. Started getting opinionated. <laughs> yeah, go on, be opinionated. That's those, fine. Those, yeah. That those uh, backpack guys started getting a bit opinionated. Oh, yeah. In, but that's, that's way down the line. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think 
my feel. I wasn't really around hip hop for a long time. I didn't really, I started to get into US hip hop when I, I was in, well, in the mid nineties, but to me it was about dub and break beats and the jungle and all those kinds of sounds. So hip hop was a bit alien to me. Um, but it, it was that, what got me into it was that kind of uh, conscious hip hop from the US that came out in the mid nineties. and Yeah, yeah, there was some good stuff. The, the UK scene uh, for a long time, to me, I don't, don't know much about it, but it sounded like people were trying to copy how the Americans sounded. Exactly, exactly, yeah, it did. The, the beats were very like, alchemist sounding like it was it just sounded and and even like the new york scene it kind of progressed from there it it moved on to like west coast the la and then atlanta and then and the uk guys it was still making these new york 90s sounding beats so it's like it stagnated the scene and so what what come into the picture was grime it was and again it was more culturally organic and it just overtook. It, it left them guys for dead. They, you know what I mean? They, yeah. They well, because them, grime is a proper London uh, sound. Being props, but you know, real know yeah. what it was. So. Yeah, I mean, grime. <laughs> grime chimed more with me because it came more from those Jamaican roots yeah. that I was used to, and and it sounded proper. Afrobeat. We've got drill. We've got it's, it's so it's gone off to so many different genres. Mm. Uh, you know, and obviously, then after the, the grime thing, we had gigs come through, and that's when that's when I'd say UK hip hop started. Yeah, real UK hip hop started was when gigs come. Yeah, around. he's a he's a Peckham boy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's London. Yeah, that's my take on it. Really, and it, and then we've ended up here with drill, and it's it's a multi multi million pound industry, which it wasn't when the backpack guys were were doing their thing. And so it was obviously doing something wrong. That's all I could say. <laughs> but but yeah, I wasn't really, yeah. I wasn't really a part of that. I kind of come in. I started making music just on the back end of of um, when grime had just started popping off, and <clears throat> the hip hop scene had kind of was fizzling out. Sway was quite big at the time when I started rapping, and he inspired me to be honest. Actually, one of the people inspired me to start making music because I was from London. He's from London, uh, and. With my 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 upbringing, um, I felt I was uh, as you know um, eligible to to make this kind of rap um, more so than some of these 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 backpack guys. And I did cross paths with a couple of these guys as well, and they yeah they wasn't very forthcoming or supportive of my career, but they, a lot of people I met in the grime scene were. So I started. Yes switching up my style and kind of just you know I, I, and I love me all music so you know I create what what inspires me and what influences me I, I don't kind of fit myself into into one kind of box I, I kind of like I'm a musician I don't I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm a hip-hop artist or, or, or rapper like you know what I'm saying but because it's too like in a box but I mean I, I just I make music but it's, it's obviously rhyme based so yeah you could you could call it like rap style stuff but I sing a lot nowadays, I'm not gonna lie, I'm auto tune and that, but uh, yeah, I can bust a note a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to um, like hopefully stick a couple of your, your tracks onto this. I, I was listening to uh, to a couple of your tracks um, before this, and obviously I know some of your earlier stuff, but um, I think um, in terms of how is the 
it, it, I mean, I guess the UK hip hop scene was pretty multiracial and pretty mixed. And I mean, how, how was it in a kind of it become, yeah? It definitely become that till today. It's yeah, probably not a lot of white people involved. Yeah, I think we've got H. That's about it, um, which isn't a problem. It is what it is. Um, Yes, yeah, so it's it's become more it's, you know it's reversed. It's become more um, diverse, diversified, and yeah. Um, so, I think when I, I first encountered you it was it must have been about five five years ago, roughly, and I think it was in the aftermath <clears throat> of you creating this track, "Proud to Be White." Uh, yeah, and I think that's that's a great track, and I've watched the video from time to time, and it's like properly brings a lump to the throat. There's, there's so much emotion in that. Um, yeah. So, and you know, there, there's, there's a lot of very strong feeling in it. Things, you say things like, they say it's a white man's world, but I don't own anything. And so now they label me a racist just because I'm proud to be alive. You see, I'm proud to be Caucasian, just like every Indian is proud to be an Asian. Asian. I used to live with Jamaicans. They taught me to be happy with myself to my amazement. And if I'm comfortable with it, why should the clothing that I wear define the colour of my skin? I was born with very little melanin, and I'm proud of it, so don't start making it a thing. I know about the trouble that it brings to be proud of being white, it's not something that we think, or ever think. They say it's a white man's world, but I don't even own anything. Yeah, I'm proud to be white, if you're proud to be dark, then I'm proud to be light. So now they label me a racist Just because I'm proud to be alive Like I don't have a right to be proud of who I am Like my life is just a lie In order to be true to myself I am not ashamed I'm proud to be alive Driving you to write those kinds of lyrics um, I mean I was in a very different place in my life Than I am now um, Definitely um, So I have to take myself back there for a second. Um, I mean, the video kind of trying to, because I was involved. I wish I could take 100% credit for it, but a lot of it was the label I was signed to was the ideas for the video. That was their, pretty much yeah. their content. Um, but it was my my job to come up with a song to go with that concept. Yeah. Um, it was a kind of nice thing. I mean, it, it chimed with me because it's, it's about a skinhead and I, I grew up in that skinhead era. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of unfair stereotyping of skinheads as racists. You know, people made these very simple connections, not realising that actually it was the skinheads and the rasters that first got together and mixed reggae and punk and came up with ska and, and new sounds and stuff so to an extent you had this kind of um yeah weird contradiction that the people who are most labeled racist were actually the ones with the, the most the, the blackest social circles and the ones who were kind of most part of the jamaican community at that time and it's funny because that's exactly what that's exactly how i was treated when the song came out um so it was it was obscure. There was a lot of things going on at the same time. Maybe it opened my eyes up to so much um, social issues that I didn't. I, I mean, obviously, I knew, I knew, I knew, I know there's a lot of social issues in the world, but 
all the different crevices and different narratives that people. What um, year did that, it come out? That it, track. It, uh, what year did it come out? It was 2015, I think. Right, it's around then. But that's, I mean, that for me again was a time when a lot of things started changing. It's like society. There were earthquakes and everything just started moving around me. But um, that was really the birth of Black Lives Matter was, was around then. And to me, that changed a lot of people's attitudes. And there was this, we jumped from this kind of a feeling of equality to this feeling of um, kind of, yeah, that, that there's a division and that you can't have equality because black people are suffering too much and white people don't know about this suffering and they're too privileged. And so all of these narratives kind of started dripping in around yeah. that time. Um, and the people that suffer the most are the people that su supported this movement by its own definition the most because they were getting pushed out from the community the only community they knew people like myself um, and, and it it was weird because a lot of it was fueled by non-black people it was fueled by these social warriors like writers and like, hyper frank would have been most probably top of my list at, at that time, Nova Flip as yeah, well. I encountered him, yeah. Yeah, you know, these very, and it seemed quite hip, hip, hypocritical because yeah. A, she writes for a, a music that is designated writing about uh, black music and, and she's white. So she's taking someone's job that could do as good a job on the basis of her whole argument against me. She was in direct conflict with that in her own job description. Then you had yeah. him, and again, he comes from the backpack scene that was completely whitewashed at a time where there wasn't any black people really involved. It could probably name three people. Like it was the reverse of today. So mm. again, it felt like the people criticizing me the most were the most unlikeliest to have the right to, yeah. and then a lot of people from the actual community that I'm from were supporting me and supporting, but they were so loud and so vocal, it started to get, it started to seem the other way around to, to anyone watching it from the outside. So it put me in a, in a crazy space to move forward musically. It made it very difficult because it wasn't a case of whether people agree with what I said or, or, or or they agree with the sentiment of what I, was, what I was saying. It was more of a case of they didn't want the heat that could come associated with associating with me. Uh, so so it, I think, it yeah. in a place where I was just, I couldn't move forward musically. So I had to kind of walk away from, from, from essentially um, the music industry pretty well. I, I haven't walked away from the music industry. I own a company that, that does music PR, but essentially I had to walk away from being at the forefront of the music industry, you know, because it was like, I wasn't allowed a voice anymore. Like, so it was like how I was kind of treated and I was made to feel. So it's like, you, you don't really want to, you know, you put out amazing work and it falls on deaf ears. It, it gets to that point where like, I, I think, yeah, part of this whole woke movement that, you know, the woke thing, social justice thing, 
I guess, I mean, it's been building for a long time, but it, it, I think it really came to a head, kind of started to grow fast around the, the birth of Black Matter. And, and yeah, part of the, you know, their whole thing. I haven't got anything against that movement as well. In fact, yeah. the, the riots and everything that's happened recently off the, off the back of it have caused a, a lot of change in attitude from white people, from the majority of, you know, white people who don't interact with other nations and, and religions and people of, who are just different from them, you know, in some other parts of the country. I've mm. seen, I'm feeling an attitude change from them. Like, they're feeling it. They don't have to live amongst minorities to understand what they're going through now because social media is actually really helping. I felt before, in 2015, it was just trolls running it to just get kudos off of comments and likes. I didn't feel like there was any kind of actual, let's do something to actually make a change. I felt like it was lots of individual egos just using a, a genuine cause to get themselves individual positions in whatever they were trying to do. Yeah, and, and I think I, you're right. What you said before, I spotted the same thing that, um, those of us who were in multiracial communities and those of us who had always lived in these communities were being called out by white people who had never been around these scenes at all. And it was kind of like the less, I found the, the few, like the people with no black friends had to be the ones being the loudest anti-racist and calling all other white people racist because maybe they felt uncomfortable and they wanted to get there before someone called them a racist or something. Yeah, it's it seems like a lot of uh, trying trying to hide their own insecurities. Like it's how it come across to me. But I remember in the nineties where I was the only white kid in in my class that listened to mu to rap music. Mm -hmm. So I was treated in, in a you know I was treated discriminatory, and I had to I was constantly calling up other white people on their racism, and constantly being the odd one out for associating with non-white people. So, but then it's a reverse now, but the majority, oh, because the majority now decided not to be racist, now they've got a right to point the finger, but a lot of these people were very quiet in the 90s, and, you know, it's, it's just, and it's, yeah. you know, some people are my age, and they were very quiet in the 90s, and now they're the most vocal people about social social issues, which I just find funny. I just think they're, they're, the reason that they're doing it is suspect <laughs> to me. Yeah, there's, there's this kind of virtue signaling, as they, as they call it. And um, yeah, I mean, even more so in the late 70s, early 80s, there was, because the National Front were big then, so it was actually, you know, it was kind of cool to be <laughs> there, cool racist yeah, culture. That's you know? what I, I remember, or, or the dickheads in my <laughs> class, Always etching NF on the on the on the on the desks. Yeah, even though the NF was probably pretty much dead by that by that time. It, yeah, it pretty much was, but it still existed in, mm. in where I, even where I was because there were times when I went to schools and it, it wasn't. Oh, you know, there was <coughs> three, four, five black kids in the school out of, uh, in the class out of twenty. Mm. That's a minority. You know, what I'm saying yeah. there's still fifteen white kids, and that's. Yeah. I was still the, I was still ostracized for my alignment with the culture. Yeah. But I knew it was wrong. I knew, I just knew. I'd, I'd watched, um, I don't know whether it's some films I'd watched from early, you know, from young, that 
I just just made me realize that now this is this isn't right. Like that then um, to treat people not the same is just not it's just not right, you know. And it it just seems like the majority now the majority get it. They want to use it as a divide and conquer kind of tactic. But yeah, I mean, a different agenda to what the public have. I think the public could either a generally want to help and don't know how to and just feel like trolling or voicing their opinion on the internet is somehow going to change something. But then I feel that the the media have like a hidden agenda because they know that it's going to cause arguments, it's going to cause divide. Mm. It's going to click people like myself, who's been a part of the community to now be looked at in a different way and ostracized from that same community that he's been a part of his whole life. That that is divide and conquer. They 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 succeeded in the sense of B. So yeah. I guess I am the living proof that it worked. <laughs> so Yeah, well, I mean that's and you know, you said in, in that track and now they label me a racist, which and that's been my experience. It's like I was predicting the future. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean I, no one no one ever called me a racist before and you know I, I I've been on every anti racist march there was and then suddenly five years ago people start calling me a racist like and Ten, you know, because yeah. if you if your opinion is not of this one particular narrative that's been scripted for you as a white man, then yeah. you, you're, you must be a racist. You can only have this one opinion, this one narrative of opinion, mm-hmm. and and that's it. You know, if you have if, yeah, your, if your opinion sways at any, it then you you're you're racist. But I, I feel that it's just more of a case of it's just Nazism the other way around. It's just labeling someone to diminish their opinion so that you can jump on them and witch hunt them and i mean that's i guess when i first came across you i saw there were there were i don't know if i should name him or not but there was a a fairly well-known london rapper who was kind of leading the crowd against you and it was like it was that typical school ground bullying thing it would be him calling you names and then his hundred little disciples all kind of like going yeah 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 you know echoing what he said um, and that, what uh, was that because of that track, or, or just because you're a white? Man? Solely because of that track. It was literally solely because of that track. Yeah. It caused the whole, the whole um, situation. And they clearly yeah. decided not to watch it or not to understand it. I mean, I think initially it was the track come out, and it started to get a good response. It started to, it was on the verge of going viral, and then. Hyper Frank wrote an article and alongside the article sent several emails to other blogs, other um, uh, PR companies, everyone that was basically behind pushing it or anyone that was getting contacted by our PR company. She was getting to them first saying, do not fuck with this tune. Do not put it out there. And she worked for Complex as well. You know, Complex is fucking big. You know, it's it's... It's just the UK version. It's not the American one, but it's still, they've got the branding behind them. They're, it's complex. Say, don't fucking do, don't fuck with this. It's not going anywhere. It's done. They've done, they've done my dance. It was over at that point. And, and then obviously Nova Flip got, um, got wind of their article. And that kind of was the basis of his argument against me at this point. He saw a point where he, him as a failing musician, could find a way of capitalizing uh, of the attention I was getting 
and divert it his way. And I'm not going to lie, I probably helped him play into that very well, you know, uh, down to my own ego, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I encountered him a couple of times and it was, yeah, he, he loved jumping in and correcting white people on, on, on their, their language and stuff. And then so for a pat on the head from Genesis Elijah or someone like that, you know. But it's, um, well, well, when you, you see that pyramid of uh, racism, you know, white saviour complex is right out there, so. Mm. It, um, and you, strange thing is in the hip hop world or in, in the kind of reggae world that I was used to, there's a reverse thing in, in that, I mean, you have to feel, it's harder, you have to kind of, as they, as they say the other way around, you have to work twice as hard if you're going to fit in. You, you know, if you're, if you're going to be, presumably if you're going to be a white rapper, you don't just have to be good. You have to be no. good because otherwise you'll just be accused of, of copying, of, of, of appropriating black culture or, or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, the odds are against you from the get-go anyway. Um, because in the outside world, you're deemed as privileged, but within this world, you're, you're disadvantaged, but you, no one... Yeah. No one, I, allowed to acknowledge that. It's like your bad taste to even acknowledge or even or point it out. Or even I think most out. white people just don't understand that. But, yeah, no, 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 because they don't. They, yeah. Yeah, they have limited yeah. knowledge of the, the culture, so they, you know, they're going to draw on what, what they think is make, allowing them to align and fit in and go unnoticed, you know, in, mm. in a sense, where they don't have to address some of their own, their own in, probably deep racial issues, you know. But I it, think... It's all other people out, isn't it? You know, you can you can go on undiscovered for for many for many years by doing. It's that. very much a bullying culture, and <clears throat> you can understand why most people like. I I I kind of have some perverse pleasure in in fighting my corner, which isn't often isn't useful, especially in times like. Yeah, no, I, I had to come off Facebook and Twitter for that reason. Like, I, had to, yeah. I had to start a company and get my life in order because, you know, at the end of the day, I've invested probably. 10 years into this music, this genre of music, uh, pretty much my whole life. Probably 10, 10 years, I'm talking about a good 15, 20 now. Okay, my age, the same 10 years for so long, I've, I've forgotten, I've, I've aged. Um, so it's the majority, majority of the time I've been alive, I've actually invested in this music. Um, <clears throat> and monetarily, I, I then gained a lot. So I had to invest my time into, into building up something other than my own musical brand. Um, so. I started a company and in two years I, I, I probably outdid everything I'd, I'd ever made in the music industry. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I had to, I had to walk away from my own, from my children's sake, for everyone's sake, you know, because, you know, uh, they, everyone <laughs> needs to be paid, bills need to be paid, everything, you know, thing, thing needs to be worked. And if, and if, and if it, it was made impossible for me to have a career in something I'd invested so much time in, I had to go somewhere else and, and create a career somewhere else. Yeah, and I'm sure I say no, I'm privileged now, but you know, I'll take that on the chin now. I've actually got money in the bank. I didn't then, so that's why I took it. I took it personal. You know, I was really suffering. I'd been yeah, poor I mean, my it's, whole life. it's natural to want to stand and fight your corner, especially in the face of bullies. But as you say, I was in a homeless hostel signing on at a job set when that song came out. Do you know, right. and although my label made it look like I wasn't because that's what they do, you know, but they didn't give me any money. 
You know, I didn't get any advance. I didn't get anything. I, I yeah. literally had to suffer all of that for nothing. And I never even made a penny from the streams either. They still get paid for that stream. So, you know, and, and like I say, it was the idea. It was owned by a black owned label. So anyone feeling that you're supporting a racist by, by streaming or whatever, no, you're not. You're supporting a black owned label. They get all the money. I don't get a penny. So, so uh, you're kind of in a reverse Wiley kind of situation. Reverse, completely reverse. Talking of Wiley. <laughs> yeah. My last video was a rant about Wiley, but yeah, I welcome your thoughts. Yeah, I, I had a few, a few, few thoughts about Wiley, and, and this is only because of something, something uh, Mega Man said, and I've actually, actually really rated because uh, he, something he, he said about um, questioning the agenda of the the BLM, the leaders. Uh, I thought that was good. I can't say that. If I ever said that, I'd be classed as a racist. But I'm glad he said it because I looked into their political agenda and I wasn't too sure, especially when you look at who the, who the leaders are. Uh, and their, their agenda seems suspect. However, that doesn't mean that the sentiment and everything that Black Lives Matter stands for isn't exactly what uh, Mega Man's pushing and what he, he wants. He just... Yeah, I mean, I, I think I saw a tweet from him where he was asking... Yeah, I agree with him. Where are they spending their money? <clears throat> But then he goes and says that uh, we should support Wiley. And I just thought... I saw that as well, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, I can't support somebody discriminating somebody. <laughs> that would be that would make me a hypocrite. <laughs> I, I can't justify that in any way, shape or form. So I, I don't know what, what he's on. But in his defence, um, if you've ever watched a lot of Illuminati videos, which I'm sure... I'm sure he has. I know, I know. I've seen a lot of these hippies, conspiracy things. and Yeah, then these things, they get, they tell, they tell you about the Zionist Jews and all of this and that. <laughs> and the, 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 it's just, it's propaganda. It's just, it's just, it's exactly the same as everything. I mean, I took some of that Illuminati stuff back in the day. I used to look into it a bit, but I fucking, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I've, I've met some people that are worth quite a lot of money. I've never found these Illuminati people or these group of people who sit down at a table and decide these world issues. I don't know where they are, man. I'm looking for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm Jewish myself. And I keep saying someone's... My brother is as well. So if, like, if, if we run the world and stuff, then someone's forgot to send me an invitation, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the same with me. A lot of my mates have just gone for this and they repeat it without realising what it might mean and stuff. But I mean, you know... Jewish people just got into the financial sector very early. And if they, they hadn't of, um, we, we might have been in a lot of trouble from a worldwide <clears throat> stand, standstill. But um, and into the music scene as well. Right? The financial sector is so diverse and... Anyone that thinks that one family runs, it's just ridiculous. They don't know economics, for one. It's just it's something I didn't know. But from trading for a couple of years um, on, on Forex and, and stocks and just understanding how money works and how the flow of money works, you'll, you'll figure out that a lot of these videos are just an absolute load of bullshit, man. It's like mm. it's so complex, the way the world's financial world works. It's, it's like a million peak players intertwined in each other it's you know 
when you get down to that point. I think it's, it highlights the dangers of social media of stuff. Lack because... of knowledge and, and just running <clears> with something, you know. They, if you don't understand everything about the world, you can't sit there and make a video saying these are fucking four people that run it all and it's this family and this, that and the other. It's, like... it's, it's nice and easy to believe. But the thing is, I, I, know, I know people like Wiley and there's a bloke in my gym who's always in the changing room when I'm trying to get changed giving me a lecture on blah, 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 the history of Israel, but you know, and it's like, okay, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to work out now. But it's, it's you know, the, there are people like that everywhere. The problem is that this guy has half a million Twitter followers and that there are already groups going around to Jewish areas, punching people in the face and stuff. So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really help. And yeah, and this is, I love social media and free speech, but this is the downside that, people can't sift reality from fantasy and, and you know that's the danger in it that's it yeah and with you know youtube and everything where you can edit and splice stuff together it just gets worse you know it's, it's one thing having an opinion but you can really edit something to get you can edit a million things that have nothing to do with each other and put it together that's a very very dangerous thing I think YouTube should have done more about stopping that from, I think they do nowadays, to be honest, but uh, I think, yeah, they, they've, they've caused a lot of these uh, conspiracy theories. I mean, I mean, yes, I understand there's, there's a history of the world and I understand that, you know, everyone was moving about and you know, I'm fully aware of the, the history of the Israelites, but to, to sit there and tell that to somebody in this day and age, like, it, just, in that kind of way, like, it's... it's I don't know. I think a lot of it might be ego. It's like, I have this knowledge that outdoes your knowledge. So, you know, it's... Yeah, the real, the real truth. Yeah. It's yeah. the truth, though. They have the real truth. Yeah. And I, I guarantee you, nobody does. <laughs> Fucking least of all me. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, you know, and that's, that's, that's ultimately what my music's always just been about. I'm not going to tell you like I'm... I'm fucking Jesus like I'm just giving out my opinion and what how I feel and based upon my upbringing and, and my surroundings that's all I can do I'm, I can't be somebody based upon somebody else's life or their upbringing you know what I mean but it just seems that you have to have this narrative like and you gotta fit in it and I don't know if I'm willing to play that game man <laughs> it's too too it's too exhausting it sounds like you're in a better place. And I guess, I mean, what you went through five years ago is what they now call cancel culture. And if anything happened to you, it's happening times 100. I know, you know, there are professors being pushed out of universities and so, so it, you know, it's certainly not over. But, you know, I guess the relative... Was it um, the Grand DJ got sacked and, yeah, it's been a... He's been the main supporter of Grand from the beginning. Um, Logan Sama got sacked over an old tweet about something. I, I don't even. I don't even know. He's I missed that. Totally not racist guy, but yeah, no political correctness and the fact that the BBC have to, <coughs> you know, they have to just go with this political correct kind of attitude. The poor guy had to lose his job. So again, it's yeah, it's lot. It's, I'm not the only one. There's millions of people. There's millions of people that could have added value to this culture, to the to the music, to everything that they will never get the, the opportunity to ever ever add value to because of social justice warriors. Mm. <laughs> if that's even a word, but you know, yeah. probably make it one. 
this thing feels like it this thing's still burning and it feels like it has to burn out and you hope that it doesn't get too crazy before it it burns out yeah. but you know i've got to thank them they've done me favors like i was like i say i was i was in a really bad place two years ago so getting out in the music industry is that uh, we're not i'm still in the music industry but getting out of um in front of the camera in front of the mic and helping with behind the scenes where i'm not attacked that has uh, helped me out, put me in such a better place mentally. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe I wasn't cut out for, for fame because, you know, you got to take your shit on the chin and I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's very exhausting. 